This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined, as always, with Jim Sebastio. We're going to get started here in just a minute. Before we do that, you can go to practicalshepherding.com. You can access all of our resources. You can reach out to us, go to the contact page, and let us know a way we can serve you if you want to even give a podcast episode topic suggestion. We'd love to get those. We get those on social media as well. In fact, the topic we're going to talk about today we know is uh, on the hearts and minds of uh, a bunch of pastors and their their wives, and that's what we're going to talk about it. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into it, Jim. The topic today is in regard to uh, when a pastor's wife says she's done, done with ministry, that is, uh, done with the ministry in that particular church that you're in, whatever it might be. But basically, when she hits a breaking point to where she no longer wants to be serving in and no longer wants you as a pastor to serve in the capacity that you are currently serving. So that can mean a lot of things. We're going to get into that a little bit. But we, we want to just be able to acknowledge there's times, uh, happens pretty regularly. In fact, we had talked about that. Uh, both of us had conversations around this recently. The pastor's wife just says, I'm, I'm done with what we're doing right now. She may not even be able to know how to articulate it. Right. But, um, but she's done. And there's a, a bit of a crisis that comes with that especially for a pastor who maybe doesn't feel done or maybe doesn't know then what he goes and does if he's not going to be in ministry anymore. And so, uh, and because of the implications of this, Jim, is that uh, a lot of times wives won't speak up even if they are done. I, I think that's another reason we want to have this conversation is that it's very likely there's plenty of pastor's wives who are done but don't know how to say that, don't know how to acknowledge it to their husbands, uh, and even start the conversation. So maybe we hope we're hoping we can maybe start this conversation. Uh, so let's let's set it up first biblically, Jim, as we think about you know the relationship of a pastor's wife, the family dynamic, and how that family is is obviously impacted by the you know by the the rigors and the challenges of of ministry. So start us up with some kind of biblical category to help us understand this, Jim. Brian, I think there's actually a fair bit to say about this. Among the qualifications for a pastor, obviously a major part of those qualifications in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1 are domestically based, and that is to say something of a man's relationship to his wife and to his children are part of what allows him to be qualified to enter into the ministry if he's already married and to remain in ministry. Uh, is a, a, in large measure uh, measured by domestic competence, to use that expression. And part of what that means then is you try to flesh that out in the rest of the scriptures, particularly as it relates to your wife. I think the major passages you're going to look at are uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 5, you're gonna, uh, then something in Colossians 3, and then First Peter chapter 3. And so part of that is a, a, a godly husband nurtures his wife, he cares for her, he lays down his life for her. Uh, he loves her without bitterness. Uh, that's uh, what Paul brings out in Colossians chapter 3. Husbands, love your wives and do not be embittered against them. Uh, you have the statements that Peter makes in First Peter chapter 3, uh, both the recognition that the wife is, in the, in the context there, a, a weaker vessel. Not that she's the weak vessel, but she is a weaker vessel, weaker than the man is. And I think part of that is men have weakness, but she has other weakness and that he needs to dwell with her the apostle commands in an understanding way giving her honor and giving her preference as a joint heir of the grace of eternal life and so i think that those things tell us that uh, 
uh, in our ministry, how we relate to our wife and how we relate to our children, how we relate to our family uh, has an impact on, 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 on all of our life, our ability to do ministry, our ability to stay in ministry. Yeah, that's good. And I also point to, you know, I, even just going back to First Timothy 3, in the way that the qualification of a pastor is that he needs to, I mean, he has to, husband and one wife, and but but the the idea of managing your household, right? You know, there's a lot of implications and a lot of differing explanations of what that means, but it it obviously points to the priority of the pastor's family mm-hmm. to even qualify, right? To to be a pastor, so I think that you know part of what's built into that, especially when you go to Ephesians. Five and you go to First Peter three, uh, like you did. The implication of that is that the pastor is loving his wife. Well, the pastor is living with his wife in an understanding way, and if that is happening, oftentimes uh, a, a pastor's wife, even if she gets to the point where ministry has just wore her out and she's done, right. that that doesn't mean they can't talk through what this means and how to approach yeah, it and all those absolutely. kind of things. What well, a lot of times that we're facing just with the work we do is a pastor's wife's done. Um, not because just ministry is exhausting her, but just the life that the pastor has created for his family mm-hmm. is unsustainable. Right. And she is the one that, that feels that. So let me, let me mention another principle as we get into this. Uh, I, I was, I went through some hard, certainly hard times in marriage and ministry and other things through the years. And one of the, when my wife and I got counseling for several years as a result of some of these things and, which was incredibly helpful. I mean, marriage and ministry saving, really. Mm. The One of the most important things that that counselor taught me was he said that your wife is the barometer of your family and your marriage. Mm. And he he pushed on me that to try to understand what that meant. And I actually pushed against that. But you think about what is a barometer measure? A barometer measures pressure. Mm. And what the point he was trying to make with me is that that my wife has a better understanding of the pressure that my family feels in this fishbowl that is ministry right. for the family in a way I can't see it. Mm. And it's one of the one of the many gifts and I think ways that women have intuition right. and understanding that actually men don't. And it's what things they bring so much value to the family as a whole. Mm. And he, I pushed back on this and eventually he, he convinced me and, he, and it showed to be right. And I, I think I want to start there in this conversation. Because if a ministry wife comes and says, I'm done, and even before you hear any reason why, you need to assume something has happened to bring her to this place. Mm-hmm. And we have, to, we have to honor what that means. Whatever she ends up explaining, whatever that means for her, it, just by this simple principle that if the, if the wife and the mom of the house understands and is aware of the pressure that everybody's under more than the, the husband does, Every husband needs to listen. Now, I learned this the hard way because right. I didn't listen. And that's part of what put us in the space we're in. So this this is when we, when we brought this brought this topic up or when you brought this topic up to me as we were talking about it, you know, my response to you was, sit close to home. Yeah. You know, so I have I, I walked through this. There were some really hard years. I want to first say that for and learned a lot through making a lot of mistakes through this. So speaking out of and I know you've had some of your own as well so Jim we want to speak out of that place and try to give some thoughts and insights around because every situation is different how do we think through 
How does a pastor and his wife, and in that marriage, how do they think through, is this mean ministry needs to be done, mm-hmm. or is there something else going on right. that makes a wife say that, that needs to get the attention of right. the husband to address it? So let's first, so well, how, where's the starting place? You sit down, Jim, with a pastor, and he looks at you and says, my wife says she's done with ministry. Right. There's moments where he says, I'm done being married to you, and that's uh, another conversation. Uh, that's a different right. conversation. Right. Let's talk, I'm done with ministry right, right now, focus. Right. What, what, where do you go with that conversation to help them? Well, I mean, I think we have to start with why. I mean, I think this is a, a really important conversation to ask because, you know, I mean, obviously, and we're dealing here, we're, we're coming from a context of a, of a male pastor and, and, his, and his wife. And, and so we're, uh, you know, every job has its problems and every, you know, every marriage may be tested to some degree by a husband's or calling or a wife's job or whatever the case might be. But I think we need to ask, what is it about ministry? And we've had some conversations about things that make ministry not exclusively difficult, but does make it difficult. Labor is attendant with difficulty, but in pastoral ministry has some peculiar challenges. But what is it about being a pastor's wife that can become so difficult? And so I think maybe just have a quick conversation about that. Mm. And so... I think you have to deal with things like you know the 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 constant criticism that a husband might be receiving, yeah, uh, and that some of that criticism is going to fall back on her uh, due to this fishbowl uh, that is sometimes there. And uh, if somebody doesn't think your kids measure up, or they don't like the way you dress, or they don't think you do enough in the church, or again, there's the constant drip of the others complaining about your husband, complaining about the church, complaining about his preaching, whatever the case might be, but that constant complaint that can sometimes happen yeah. in the church. Yeah, that's a good one. And obviously the, the wife is the one that's watching him sacrifice and pour out like he does. Right. And then that's why it lands uniquely hard on a pastor's wife is we all are criticized in different ways and different things, but but she's she's the one that watches him pour out, and this is what he gets in return. And then add to that the that she can't go and fight and defend for him. Mm. Uh, I I have yet to know of a situation where a pastor's wife goes and fights for her husband in a conflict, and that goes well. Mm. So a lot of wives have to sit back and take it. Mm. They realize it's not going to be a benefit. They want to go fight for him, but they want to go say something. They know they can't. And I think, Brian, the pastor handles that criticism differently often than his wife does. I think it's one thing for us to handle criticism. Uh, it's another thing when uh, somebody that loves us is watching us be criticized. We may be able to compartmentalize no doubt. it in a way yeah. uh, that another that another can. Yeah, right. Like you flip the, just flip the, the scenario. Right, I mean, you, exactly. you, you can have criticism. How do you react to people criticizing your wife or criticizing right. one of your kids? Exactly. Like, it's go time usually right. for that. So, and that's why a wife is feeling the same the same way. Uh, another thing I, I would throw out there is um, a lot of times, and this we're going to kind of get into a little bit on what maybe brings a wife to this place. Right. One of them is is when a when a pastor um, dumps too much on his wife on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the big mistakes that we want to highlight here that that pastors make, just well intended, they need to talk about hard stuff happening and sort through things, but we we actually treat our wife like a fellow elder right and dump everything that we know and we're dealing with onto them and i think that's unfair that's not the way that it's designed but pastors can do that and what we end up doing is we end up 
putting all more burden on them than they they're supposed to carry. They're not called to carry, and that a lot of times can make it unbearable. Where she says, "Yeah, I can't do this anymore." So I think pastors have to be mindful when your wife says, "Okay, I'm done." You got to start to evaluate what okay, what have I done to bring us to this place as well, and that that's one of the things I think that. In the regulars, just the regulars uh, conversations in marriage and family life, you end up sharing a lot potentially right. with your wife, and, and and you wind up sharing difficult things maybe more than encouraging and, things and that's, too much, yeah, too much and 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 too much that's negative, right? Rather than a balanced, yeah. it's like elders meeting sometimes. Yeah. You realize you leave an elders meeting and think that was kind of discouraging, but the reason is because you're talking about the small percentage of people that require the vast majority of your time. Yeah. And then if you go on and share that uh, with your wife and she doesn't have the encouragement of the uh, uh, no, of the many and thinks this is this whole thing's just a mess or that everybody's a hypocrite or, you know, whatever right. else you might you right. deal with as a result of that. Yeah, and, I, and so I want to go to this place of, so our, a wife comes into her, to, to talk to her husband about, you know, whatever's going on and said, you know, I, I'm just... I'm done. Or she sits down with a third party at some point and says, you know, I don't know how to say this to you, but I'm done. I think because people know how much we advocate just with our ministry, how important it is that a pastor cares for his family. I think some people think when I hear that, that my initial reaction is going to be, she says she's done. Okay, you need to just be done. And I don't feel that way because her saying she's done doesn't mean she's done necessarily. That's the why question. I think yet like it, but... I think you have to get into the why to determine, right. is she really done? And then that right. may mean you need to step away. Or uh, is she not able to continue the way that you're doing things? Right. Uh, and so one of the things I, one of the first things I look for when a pastor comes to me and says, my wife says she's done. I'm not done, but my wife says she's done. And I don't know what to do with this. One of the first things I look into is how well do you care for your wife? Right. And how well does she feel cared for by you? Number two, how well do you balance ministry and family life right. in a way that she's speaking into? And starting in, I want to highlight those two things. Starting in those two places is the two places I always go first, regardless of the scenario, because those are so often the reasons a lot of times a wife's done. Right. And so in some ways, those things can be salvaged right. by the pastor learning how to do this differently than he maybe has functioned in the past. So, Jim, is there anything else that comes to your mind on is a factor in that that you would want to investigate? Yeah, that's the thing I would. I, is which I think you're touching on there, and that is neglect. You know, why, why might my why might uh, your, our wives feel like I, I just can't do this anymore? I can't go anymore. I can't listen to you anymore. I can't be. You know, I think again, strained relationships, fishbowl criticism, but I also think that. The, the the church can seem as though you have a mistress or you have a girlfriend you have you know you, there's something that's competing so much right uh, for her uh, legitimate time and attention and the time and attention for the children and and again I think one of the things that makes pastoral ministry and maybe missionaries and others a peculiar temptation in this regard for the pastor is that um, because we're doing spiritual labor, it's because so, we, so we're not making it. Well, I got to do this so I can make more money, so we can live in a bigger house. I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for the kingdom. Right. I'm doing this for souls, and then she can really feel guilty as a result of feeling neglected. Right. Because you're engaged in kingdom work, and and we can spiritualize that to a degree that we will justify our neglect. And 
Sadly, there are men in, you know, with some famous men in church history, I believe, who have failed and neglected right. their wives in this way. And, and sometimes they're still heralded as heroes when I, I, I don't, I don't see that. I yeah. think it's, I think it's a problem. I do. I agree. And I, I think that we have to also turn the conversation of, okay, cause we've established, okay, the, these are some of the things that could be going on if she says, I'm done and what to start to investigate to find out, is she really done? But I think we need to shift the conversation here. Okay, let's say she's really done. What would be some of the le- some legitimate reasons that the pastor really can't fix? It's not about how he's maybe functioning in ministry. It's not about how he's caring or not caring for his family. Right. Let's talk about what are some legitimate things you would and I would hear from a wife to say, I'm done and here's why. What would be one of those? Yeah. Maybe, maybe things that could not be reconciled at least. So we at least have to leave this ministry post or we have to leave ministry. Right. And I think, you know, we have to, we talked in prep, Brian, about, you know, breaking some of this up into these various categories. Is it ministry? Is it how I'm doing ministry? Is it this particular church? Yeah. Say that, repeat that again. That, yeah. That's, so that's the, helpful. I think the questions are that we have to, to wrestle with, with our wife is, is it ministry? Because ministry in the best of circumstances it, is ministry. church yeah. is ministry. Yeah. It has its ups and downs. It has its spiritual. It's another thing we didn't touch on, spiritual warfare. Yeah. Uh, there's lots that goes on. She sees you being, she sees you even again in the best of situations. You're poured out. You're drained. She can't stand sometimes seeing how it affects you. Um, you know, whatever, whatever those kinds of things, or she feels it in the home or the, 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 again, there's going to be some, it's just natural. There's going to be some fishbowl. Some of that is, Intended, you're meant to be an example to the flock, and part of being an example is how you husband, how you parent. So people are going to be looking at you. So let, let me interrupt so, you real fast yeah. on that, but just to give a practical example, I was a pastor for 25 years. I'm no longer a pastor, and one of the things that when, when someone asks me, "What's it like doing practical shepherding full time?" which is which is a plenty full plate and those kind of things, mm-hmm. what's different about it than being a pastor? And one of my first comments that I make is. For the first time in 25 years, I actually get to experience what a weekend feels uh, like. Yeah. And in other words, you know, a pastor experience a weekend on his vacations or whatever. But yeah. like when I go through my da- my daily week um, or my my, my re- normal week uh, of of things, I hit Friday, and if I'm not preaching somewhere and I'm not traveling, and and I have a normal week, I get two legitimate days off. Mm-hmm. And I find that when I have those two legitimate days off, I hit Monday morning, like I'm ready to go. Like yeah. having two days like that, right. one of the, I just want to highlight this. One of the things that eventually just grinds on the and makes a, a family weary is what most people experience, which is usually a legit weekend every week. They don't experience. And plus there is the uncertainty of things. Because you know, people don't plan their crises and they don't plan to... So everything gets, inter- or have a it gets interrupted with things. Or yeah. have a, you know, a, a child in the hospital. But you're going to get... A, you may... You, you can, yeah, your night may be interrupted. Your weekend may be interrupted. Your day off may be interrupted because you're... You know, again, that's just ministry. So that's one thing. Right. I think the second thing is how, how are you doing ministry? And it may be, again, you have not learned to master your schedule. Yep. You've not learned to shut off. You've not learned to uh, guard your mouth if you're a pastor in regard to what you say and what you don't say. You've not learned to 
in a, in a right sense, in a righteous sense, be able to put some reins on your emotions so that you can come out of a difficult meeting and then be available to hold your kid or to and be present at home. Have, yep. you know, and yeah. be present, present at home. So that's part of it. And some of the stuff is inescapable. You're going to be, you right. have to prepare sermons. You've got to be available to people. You're going to have to be available in emergencies. That's ministry. You're going to be criticized. That's just ministry. Yeah. Uh, you're going to face some hardship, fishbowl. Just, you know, I can be able to escape. I don't know anybody who can escape that unless they are, they become a CEO of the church and just hide in their study and preach on Sunday. And that's it. Yeah, you're going right. to be there. That's going to happen. Nobody, this, nobody like that listens to our podcast anyway. So keep going. Right, so exactly. keep going. <laughs> exactly. Very true. <laughs> um, but the second question is how are we doing ministry? Are there ways that we're doing ministry that we could do better? How we, how we do our preparation when we end our preparation? Uh, that, that we are done with our sermon by Friday so that we can give some time on Saturday or that uh, Sunday is not just uh, a, a race and we, we run across the finish line exhausted, you know, barely having completed what we were uh, supposed to do. Some of that may be we can learn some skills, we can do better, we can seek some counsel, we can get some advice. And it might be that that settles the issue again. This gets back to dwelling with your wife in an understanding way and treating her with this honor and preference is looking at her and, and trying to discern, okay, is this how I'm doing it or is it the thing itself? Mm-hmm. And then the third issue, Brian, I think we should, would touch on is it, is it this church? Yeah. There are some churches, I, I, there are men in ministry who experience things and I listen to them, and they tell me, and I and I honestly say I've been, and I've talked. Don't not do this ad nauseum. I've pastored the same congregation for thirty three years. I can look in them, and I say I have never had that happen. Mm-hmm. I've never had that happen. Mm-hmm. I have never had the kind of arguments, the kind of congregational fighting, the kind of exhausting nonsense of herding goats that are that are deacons or whatever the case i've just i've never had to do that yeah and i've said to some men who are in ministry where it's they're they're teaching preachings not valued uh, their attempts to love people and to help bring people along is not appreciated it's not wanted it's pushed back mm-hmm. against and they and they think that's ministry mm-hmm. no that's ministry in a bad church and to say to somebody, there are actually churches out there that want people to preach the word, that they want to be shepherds. It's not going to be perfect. There's going to be problems. There's going to be discipline. There's going to be all of those things that happen even in apostolic churches. But there are true sheep out there. And so it might be that if you have shepherded largely among goats, there's no wonder it's so exhausting. And, and you're... You keep hoping for this magical transformation. I shouldn't use that word, but I mean, I, I believe you're hoping for a very deep spiritual, con, you know, uh, uh, a change that will take place. But you're thinking that maybe it's this week and maybe it's that week, and and something so fundamentally has to change uh, in the life of the church that it's no wonder that that's the issue. And so it could be that a change of church, a different ministry, that your wife would thrive in a different ministry, but she's done dealing with a toxic environment. Yeah, that's good. Those are all good points. I I think that that last one, especially getting clarity on that really matters. You know, is your is your wife done with ministry 
Or is your wife done with this ministry? Mm-hmm. Or I think you even add to that, is your wife done with the kind of ministry you're doing? So, right. you know, I met with a pastor this week, in fact, who is a lead pastor and is wanting to move to kind of more of a support role, associate. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to leave the sure. ministry. And his wife is particularly supportive of this move. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want, she's not done with ministry, but she's at a place where, and, and it's interesting, she, you know, made an observation to him saying, I actually think you're more gifted for this particular role. And so I don't, I don't see you thriving in your current role right. the way I think you could if you moved into more of a role That's you know, like this. So again, barometer. I, I, the, right. the wife is measures pressure, has insights, Pastor, that you don't have into your life and family life in particular. And so if there's a lesson it took me a long time to learn, it was to just listen to that because I went a long time and didn't. And then in really painful lessons, I had to learn how to to listen to that. And and so I think every pastor has to figure out how to listen to his his wife and what's going on, particularly when when she comes to this place and says, you know, I'm I'm done. So Jim, what is what is the plan then for a pastor goes through all of this evaluation, they get help, they sit down with a counselor, they sit down with somebody to to sort through some of these things, what's really going on? And a pastor hits a point where his wife is just done with ministry. Yeah. She can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's not done, but he sees she's really done. Right. It's not these other things. How do you advise that pastor? Okay, I'm going to say two things, and, and they, I, I don't mean these at all to be contradictory. Okay. Uh, I will say there, there, there may be a place, Brian, for us to lovingly push back or to to be involved in what may be a sanctifying exercise in the life of our wife. And we may say, sweetheart, are you, could it be that you're bitter? Could it be that there's unforgiveness? Could it be that you need to reconcile with this person that you just can't stand to see anymore on, on the Lord's day? And that really the Lord's calling you to reconcile. He's calling you to some, some work and some repentance. And we can do that in a way that's not bullying, that's not lording it over her but by the way i want to say you're right like that's a legit thing in just the framework of the gospel and redemption in our life has got to be in play i just want to acknowledge that i think is an incredibly difficult thing to try to figure out it is when that is the the direction you have to go i think a lot of men will be tempted to go that route in a way that maybe would be unhelpful that's what i want to say i want to be very careful i'm with you though but yeah but brian here's my general counsel it, there, there are things we know to be the will of God. There are things we think are the will of God. Mm-hmm. There are things we know we're called to do and to be. There are things we strongly are convinced we're called to do and to be. Calling to the pastor and the calling to love your wife are two different things. Uh-huh. Your wife is in the first category. Your ministry is in the second category. That's well said. Yeah. And we need to understand that. Yep. There is, if you are married, you are called to love your wife. The fact that you currently have the title of a pastor and that you love being a pastor and are burdened to be a pastor, whatever, does not equate to the divine calling of God in the same way as loving your wife is. Those are two different things. We're not prophets that are called with special revelation given an oracle of God. We are, we are men who felt promptings to the ministry, 
that got trained to be in ministry and God ordained in ministry, that doesn't mean that that doesn't have an expiration date. Yeah. And and the expiration date on our on our ministry is different than the expiration date on our marriage. We promise in marriage till death do us part. Right. We don't promise that to the church. Yeah. Well, and, good point. And, good point. And and so we need to recognize again that the best I know, I believe God has called me to this. If he's called, if God has genuinely called you to this, then he will bring about the circumstances that allow you to be able to do both with a good conscience. That's good. But if loving your wife and her sanity and her peace to be able to go to church on the Lord's day and be able to say, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord, rather than I was miserable when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. If I can shepherd her in a way and provide for her in a way, then I need to believe that this is God's providential leading for me. Yeah, that's well said, man. Um, I, I would I would echo exactly what you said. I'll just repeat it this way. This is some of the best, I think maybe the single best ministry advice I ever got. There's always another ministry, but you only get one wife. Yeah, very good. And the what that tells me is I can always regroup and figure ministry out. Even if I got to step away, maybe step back in at some point. Uh, regrouping and starting again in marriage is a whole nother difficult, you know, thing that we can't do. And so, and I think it just, as well as just speaks to the priority you just said, um, what we're called to, there's just two, there's two different levels to that. So I agree with what you said. And I think that when it comes down to it, that that's got to be our guiding uh, principle. Uh, I'll share personally that, you know, there were a lot of factors after being a pastor for 25 years, there were a lot of factors that God used to help me see it was time for me to transition not out of pastoral ministry to serve this ministry full time. Um, but one of one of the things that helped me see that was I I began to see that uh, my wife and my children were were ready for a, some kind of transition for me to take, mm-hmm. like just the impact of. I was in that church, you know, that you're describing yeah. the fights and all that kind of stuff. So there's a wear and tear that comes on right. that. And, and I, I believe that God used the fact that they were felt the, the time wrapping up, even for me, of being a pastor. That wasn't the reason, but it was a helpful way God used to help begin to help push me to pray and to think through mm-hmm. what does God have for me? And, you know, i I still get to be in ministry. I'm I'm more thrilled than ever for the work I get to do, and I get to be in full time ministry. But it's different, and this was a ministry that both my wife and my kids were very supportive of me to move to, and that was also affirmation for me to try to seek God's will for my life. So I also want to emphasize to guys: if you come to a place and your wife's done with with ministry in the sense that you're doing it currently, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have another ministry post for you, it may be the very thing God uses to show you you have another ministry post and that he can get you to that place. So, Jim, as we wrap this, so any final thoughts around this that you want to share? Yeah, if this should happen, if, if, if the Lord should providentially use your wife and her distress to move you out of ministry, remember the exhortation referenced earlier in Colossians, husbands, love your wives and don't be bitter against them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have seen many men 
resent their wives because they think that their wife is keeping them from doing the will of God. Yeah. I want to be on the mission field. I want to be a pastor. My wife can't take it. And I'm just, and you're miserable rather than embracing, look, this is God's call for you. Yeah. God has used the providence of your life and used your wife to shut that door. And you need to receive the providence of God with, with humility and sweetness. Mm. And you need to make sure that your wife's, hurt and her frailty in this case or weakness as you see it does not become a source of crippling bitterness yeah that's a great word i'll affirm that by just even personalizing it there was a time in my life i felt like my wife was holding me back from the ministry i was supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing and it was in that that god eventually used her to help me see that i wasn't doing ministry in a healthy way i wasn't doing ministry the way I, i was I should have been doing. And so the one thing I thought was hindering my ministry was the very instrument that God used to teach me how to do ministry in a more healthy way. And I I really do believe that's the design of God in marriage for ministry. I don't have to know your wife to believe that that's how God wants to use her in your life. So Jim, we take a minute and pray for pastors to even see that gift uh, that God's going to use their wife in that way. Father in heaven, thank you for uh, this time to be able to work through and talk through your word and through these issues. We do pray for uh, those who are listening, uh, men and women that are listening to this, and that they would have uh, clarity and encouragement. Uh, Father, we know some uh, couples listen to this together. We pray, Lord, that you would use this perhaps to open conversation, maybe even hard conversation. Uh, Give your servants help and wisdom, insight into your word, to love and to serve their wives, to dwell with them in an understanding way, and to honor and glorify you in home and in ministry. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.